Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome to Kane Radio's Chip Shot. Steady slamming with you here. Don't complain, golfers. The weather's been good for quite a few months in the fall. Now that uh, winter's approaching, uh, looks like we're going to be getting this mix of cold, rainy weather and then some good days. So, uh, and also daylight savings time. Oof. Tough on golfers nowadays. Anyway, we look back and appreciate the good days, right? Let's thank our sponsors before we move along too far. Certainly want to thank our title sponsors. Let's start off with GolfBalls.com, located in Lafayette on Arnold Boulevard. Anything you want in golf is there. Any kind of merchandise related to golf, you can get it there. They have a beautiful showroom and a simulator where you can hit and try out the clubs into a, a screen there. Golfballs.com, on the Boulevard, Lafayette. And then, of course, Coca-Cola, our other title sponsor. Mr. Lee Tatford is responsible for that. We thank him and appreciate his sponsorship of Chip Shots, along with the other uh, high school sports he does. And, of course, now we end the playoffs with uh, high school football, and uh, we have a choice of... Uh, Picking a game this week, Lauraville or Westgate, and uh, hopefully one of them will pan out and we can uh, go broadcast their game. Looking forward to that, and thanks to Coke for being a sponsor of high school football. And our final sponsor for this week is Clico, Central Louisiana Electric Company, providing us with electricity in our community and, of course, giving us tips on how you can preserve electricity and save money as well. Clico, we thank them for sponsoring Chip Shots and the other things they do here at Kane Radio. Of course, our local golf clubs, as we always say, without them, we'd have no local news. Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Atchafalaya. Not certain if Atchafalaya is still having that twilight scramble, so uh, definitely going to have to get a, a, a bead on that and check it out. But uh, every Thursday they were having two-man scrambles or two-person scrambles at 5.30. Of course, that's way out the window now. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see. They also had last Friday, November the 11th, tailor-made fitting day out at the range there from 11 to 3. They Golfers tried out their drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, irons, and wedges. I'm sure it was a nice day at a Chafalaya for that. Then down at Bellevue, their 13th annual blowout was scheduled for the summer when we had all that rain and got postponed and finally got to tee it up in the, in the fall here. 18 teams played. First flight winners was Bryson Carline, Ricky Parvino, and Johnny Parvino. They were 18 under, and they edged out Brandon Burdett, Brett Sinet, and Asa Tibbs, 17 under poor. In the second flight, Dan Hildalgo, Hugh Hildalgo, and Chris Childress shot 12 under par, and they won by a shot over Jamie Chauvin, Ian Rusick, and Johnny Smith. Then also at Bellevue, they recently had the uh, Franklin American Legion two-man scramble, which raises funds for the local veterans as we just celebrated this past Friday, Veterans Day. They had a tournament to uh, help the local veterans that need their help. And it was a nice turnout. First place went to Dean Dache and Mike Zerlot, 15 under par. Second place, Ty Burdett and Herman Hamilton at minus 10. 
Then over at Cane Row, of course, we've been promoting for quite some time their twilight rates, $30 Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday after 2 p.m. Of course, that's probably going to have to change if you're going to get in 18 holes. Their senior rate is, for those of us who are 60 or plus years of age, 38 46 same days. Their Wednesday rate is a little bit special, still $30, but after noon. And I kind of think that's the time they're going to have to go to if they want to promote that promotion. But if you want to be a member there, we've been saying it's a great deal. If you're a member for only $142 a month, you get 20% off of their soft goods, which are plentiful. They have one of the best golf shops, stock golf shops in our area. They also are now licensed to uh, sell UO, UL Raging Cajun Locoed merchandise. And they have plentiful supply of that. Shirts and, and jackets and pullovers and such. And then they, if you remember, you get 10% off all their hard goods. Another big benefit there. It's a bunch of savings. And here's my favorite perk. You get to book your tea time one week in advance. When they're busy, that's uh, a nice commodity to have a uh, special tea time that you like. You can book it one week in advance. Everybody else has to go in the day before. They also charge a handicap on the Louisiana Golf Association's uh, handicap system. And finally, they waive the dues for their newly resurrected MGA, which was restarted this year. And President Raymond Bernard, and now they say you don't pay dues. If you're a member of the club, you get a membership into their MGA. Congratulations to Mike Moret. Recently made a hole-in-one at Cane Row. And then the CHS Big Red Classic was played at Cane Row a couple of weeks ago, raising funds for their football team. And unfortunately, Catholic High got ousted this past week and are no longer in the playoffs. So they'll have to prepare again for next year. First place went to Kevin Arsenault, Nick Boudreau, and Bo Boudreau. Shot a 55. That's a nice score there. Whew. Second place was a tie. Scorecard playoff went to Rhett Viator, Drake Hoffpower, and Sammy Bork. They beat out Teddy Edney, Lake Walker, and Ashton Crochet. Both teams shot 56. And then their club championship out at Cane Row. <coughs> Excuse me. In the senior flight, in the senior flight one, that's the... Uh, Gross. Jason Abair shot 150 and beat Scott Brettrogger, 152. Tied for third was Paul Rayo and Danny Duplantis, 153. In flight two, Keith Como, the judge, shot 162. He beat out Glenn B. Rowe, 164. Third place, Sammy Bork, 167. And then uh, flight one, that was a three-way tie for first place. Mark Pilos. Noah Scott and Jonathan Guidry all shot 174. And then the championship flight, and the champion this year is David Wiggins, shooting an outstanding 66, 73, 139. He not only won all the prize money, but he gets that special parking place right in front with his name on it. And that's a nice, nice perk for winning the uh, club championship out at Cane Road, David Wiggins. Tied for second, Brody LeBlanc, Jacob Hammer. 141, Jacob Hammer, a 21-year-old transplant from Homer as his family moved from there, shot 66 in the last round. Pretty nice there. And, of course, Brody LeBlanc was the defending champion, 
long-time good player and outstanding player in our community. The Gulf States PGA held a pro scratch tournament recently with uh, our local club pro, Ryan Desimo, and Rhett Viator went to. They shot plus two and tied Alan Chastine, the uh, golf pro, PGA golf pro, who is also the superintendent now at Kane Row. He teamed up with Kevin Arsenault. Both teams shot plus two and tied for 39th. But continuing his winning ways and teaming up with Marcus Borgard was uh, Greg Sonier. He won the pro scratch at Squire Creek in Condrip this past Monday. And that team shot 10 under par 62. Sonier, on his own ball, shot 65. The tournament was sponsored by Ping and Sterling Cut Glass. And uh, like I said, Sonier was the low pro with a 7 under par 65. He also won recently the uh, Gulf States PGA Section Tournament, which um, is a premier tournament for our PGA pros in our area. And uh, now he's in the running for and probably assured of getting player of the year. That award will be uh, granted uh, December the uh, 4th, I believe it is, at the 6th Pro Scramble, which ends our season for the local club pros, PGA club pros in our area. And then they award the prizes at that little uh, banquet they have after the tournament. Sure, Greg will win that. Also at Kane Row was our Cadiana Pro-Am this past week. First place went to Chris Viator, Matt Abair, Evia McLaughlin, and Maxie Matthews, plus 15. They won $125, and once again, that's redeemable at golfballs.com. Second place went to the team of Tom Carroll, Olin Hildalgo, Gilbert Boudreaux, Chris Maillard, plus 11, and they won $88. Third place, Mark Hooks, Barry Bolner, Robert Burton, and Norman LeBlanc, plus six, and they won $50. The low individual players, beginning with the A player, Chris Viator was plus four, Mark Hooks, plus eight, Betty Dronette, plus 10, and Eric Robinson, plus nine. 108 players teed it up on a beautiful golf course that's in great conditions, thanks to uh, our deceased superintendent, Bruce Cochran. God rest his soul. As Bruce died oh, six weeks ago. So, Alan's doing a good job. Chastine taking his place. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But uh, things slow down, of course, during the winter where the grass doesn't grow but, uh, as much. So we'll see what happens. 108 players teed it up. Our next pro-am is going to be at Southern Oaks in Abbeville. And that's our gumbo tournament, the last one of the year. They always serve gumbo. The entry fee is going to be spiked up a little bit because of the gumbo, $43. And with that, you get not only a bowl of gumbo, but a mulligan as well. And that's going to be played either Wednesday or Thursday, December 7th or 8th. Hopefully, the weather will be nice. Down at Sugar Oaks, their specials, which uh, has been going on for quite some time, and it's a pretty good deal. Monday and Tuesday, 9 or 18 holes, only $22.00. And they're super special all day on Wednesday, $31. Play as many holes as you want for only 31 bucks out at Sugar Oaks. And on Wednesdays, they have 
uh, that Twilight Scramble. So you can enjoy that as well if you choose to do so. The Knights of Columbus had their fundraising tournament. That's Council 1208. Stems out of St. Peter's Catholic Church. Big thanks to Kenny Lejeune for cooking with Community First Bank. Also, Steve Stein cooked some nice jambalaya. And uh, thanks to Iberia Medical Center for providing breakfast for the players. And a special thanks to Sugar Oaks and their staff as they did an outstanding job in running the golf tournament, along with all the Knights who helped out run the tournament as well. And then all the whole sponsors, of course, that's how we make so much of our money. And the money that you send to us, and uh, in fact, it was a record $14,000 that the proceeds that we make from there go to pro-life movement, the Social Service Center, which does a bunch of great things here in our community, St. Francis Diner, which serves the homeless and those that don't have food, uh, a meal a day, and uh, also it's uh, we provide funds for the homeless shelter, along with a lot of other things. If people need money or get in a jam, we help out people in uh, that capacity. And so the results of the tournament, First gross went to Jay Smith, Eric Indes, and Tim Abair. They shot a 14 under par 58. Tied for second <coughs> and went in on a scorecard playoff was Mitch Guillory, Gerald Segu, and Reed Foreman. They tied Dylan Mesh, Kyle Mesh, and Brady Denise. They were 8 under par 64. On the net side was our own Ralph Boxcar Bajeron. They shot a 46. He teamed up with our friend Jim Reed and his son, Bryce Reed. Second net went to Terry H.A., Tommy Ronsonet, and Bobby Buto with a 50. And then third net, Darren Freeman, Boyd Booty, and Mike Moore, 51. And then uh, locally for the uh, MGA out at Sugar Oaks, they always get good participation in their local tournaments, their Sugar Oaks tournaments by the MGA. And... Uh, their Wednesday, November 9th scramble, uh, Twilight Scramble, was uh, canceled uh, because some of the players went participate in the Pro-Am. In the Pro-Am, you can play either Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday or Thursday, depending on the golf course. And so most of the players that usually participate in the scramble went to play in that, so they canceled it. But then on Friday, November 11th, they had their shamble. And on the front nine, Dylan Mesh and Brady DeReese tied with uh, Ricky Bork, Eric Lachalet and Nicky Melanson. They were even par. Then on the back, when in the back and the 18 as well, was a team of Ricky, Eric, and Nicky. And they shot plus two and won the back and the 18. When in the skins was Robert Burton, one skin, Nicky Melanson, one, and Greg Dubois, one skin each. Then on Sunday, November 13th, they had their Shootout, you play your own ball there and they draw for teams, kind of like a blind draw, kind of like what we do for the Pro-Am. Went in the front with total points of 18 was Tam Rosemont and Dylan Mesh. Went in the back was Ricky Bork and Ron Finley with 20 points. And uh, both teams tied for the 18, so they uh, got the advantage of winning a uh, buck and a half there. The skins, Dylan Mesh, two skins, Ricky Bork, two Eric Lachalet won and Robert Burton won. And thanks to Boyd Booty, I had to slip out of the uh, studios here for a little bit, and Boyd came by and slipped the results of the Gator Golf Club in the doorway. I usually get to chat with him, but Boyd, thanks for your efforts there, if you tuned in. 
And uh, sorry I missed chatting with you. Had a little errand to run. But the results from uh, Beaver Creek and Zachary, Darren Freeman and Greg Dubois were plus two, winning the first flight. Then the second flight went to Kent Kern. He was plus six. And then they went to Kashati Pines this past week. So on the 13th, they teed it up and played a beautiful golf course. In fact, that's the golf course where Tiger Woods caddied for his son Charlie recently. And uh, I wonder if they had any scuttlebutt or talk about that as they perused around and played the golf course. But uh, first flight went to uh, Darren Freeman. He was plus four. Second flight was a tie between Brian Broussard and uh, Danny Segura. They were also plus five. That's the last tournament of the year. They will maybe have a tournament December 3rd or 10th, but uh, nothing's been finalized with that, and I'm sure board will get me the information as that comes about. Boxcar's in the house. He just jumped in, and uh, welcome aboard, Boxcar. Hey, welcome, Ted. How you doing? Well, right. Welcome. Yeah, Yeah, welcome, uh, welcome, Yeah, welcome everybody. to myself. <laughs> um, yeah, how, how are you, man? Good, good. Can't complain. Just kind of wrapping up the uh, local news, and you and I will get to talk a little bit about a a special friend of ours at the end of this. So, uh, but until then, Morgan Beard is, uh, she has been assigned, of course, that's Doug's daughter. She's been assigned to uh, be one of the directors and operators of the Solheim Cup. And of course, that's the LPGA's counterpart to the uh, Ryder Cup that the PGA Tour has. And she gets to go to Spain to uh, observe the Ryder Cup this coming year, 2023, as every other year it switches back and forth. Good luck to Morgan and her endeavors there. And we need to get her on air one day. So now she has to scratch off the uh, Three Dog Night song off her playlist, I've Never Been to Spain. That's it. Because she, she, will. she will have been. She will have been. Uh, the Lafayette Senior Golf Association, thanks to Mr. Lawson Ruley for getting me this information. They play on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month. The second Tuesday of the month is their out-of-town tournament. And they played at Links on the Bayou in Alexandria. First place went to John Pierce, second place Mitch Gospar, and then Henry Menard, third place. The fourth Tuesday was played at Abair Municipal, and it was a blind draw format. Uh, the team of Woody LaMare got a blind draw with Lawson Ruley and Terry Clement, and they won first place. Second place, Steve Bienvenu, Henry Wiley, and Robert Boudreau. And for people who don't understand the concept of, of that, it's, it's basically what the Pro-Am format is. That you just play your own round, and then after, they, they draw the team. So, um, you know, it, it's not like you make up your own team or right. whatnot. But, so it's a lot of luck involved, I tell you. But <laughs> it's, it's fair. You know, no, it, it, no, it, no cheating going on there. Oh, no, no. It's, it's definitely fair. It's, it's, just, um, it's just amazing sometimes. Uh, you know, you, you kind of look at the results of these uh, – uh, tournaments and um, you see guys that are you know might be plus nine or ten on their points and they end up drawing you know and that, that of course you know you cap it at plus five or whatever but then the rest of their teammates were all minus five minus five minus five and you know so that's it's, like uh, me in the last pro am i was minus five and brought down my team so uh yeah i mean it happens you know stuff it, happens uh, but but it, it does seem like uh, and it's weird, you know, but there are there are some guys that just are lucky because, you know, I, I I mean they they make their points, so you have to do that first of all. But they just get good draws all the time, and I'm I'm not I'm I'm saying it's it's, it's legit, but they're oh, yeah. just they're just lucky, you no know. Question. I mean, because I, I 
Ooh, there's a couple names I see on those pro-ams that they, they must month have a, after month. They must have a couple thousand dollars in credit at uh, golfballs.com. Man. They let it accumulate. <laughs> they might they be able buy to a set of clubs. O- open up a pro shop. <laughs> you know, jeez. Of course, college golf now is uh, come to an end for the Raging Cajuns and the LSU as well. But uh, they teed it up uh, a couple of weeks ago at Kanapali Beach in the in Maui in the Kanapali Beach Classic. That's where the senior uh, champions tour played once upon a time and uh ul did unbelievably well in the last round winning first place was oklahoma 11th ranked and then second went to clemson third place number 49 ranked liberty then the cajuns tied with teams of colorado kansas and number 46 ranked east tennessee state and uh they beat f- three other ranked teams in Ole miss georgia and north florida but the amazing thing is they came on strong in the, in the third round, the final round, and set some records. Eli Artigo of Lafayette shot a 63, which is a record for any Cajun player in the history of their program, the lowest round ever, a nine under par 63. Uh, his, his second place teammate, Charlie Flynn, shot a 65 and was beaten by two shots, which was pretty awesome. And the rest of the players played well as well. Uh, freshman Milan uh, was three under par for the tournament. With all those scores, the Cajuns shot a record 17 under par in that th- last third round, and then that's a record, and along with their 22 under par, also a, a team record. So good things are looking for the Cajuns as they enter the, the winter. And uh, Theodore recruited and signed uh, Dylan Thompson, a guy that... Uh, was highly recommended. He plays for Illinois, so he transferred. He's from Ireland, but uh, Mike Small, the coach there at Illinois, close friends with Theodore, um, uh, let him, you know, w- was encouraging him to go and transfer, and he came make a visit and sure enough signed with the Cajuns, along with a local product, Adam Trahall. He, re- he re- recently signed with uh, UL. And then uh, the Cajuns won't tee it up again until... February 13th in the Mobile Bay, Bay Intercollegiate Classic in Mobile, Alabama. Of course, that's sponsored by UAB. Now, um, so obviously Thompson, it, what's his stat, his, um, what is he? A he gym? was a freshman, I think. Oh, so really? So he'll be a sophomore. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So he has a lot of eligibility. Oh, yeah, yeah. Left. And he then, he and just and couldn't make the team. I mean, you know how deep and strong Illinois is. And, uh, yeah. You know, Theodore being kind of close to, uh, to Mike Small. Uh, and, 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 you know, those coaches are they, – they, they want that player – they want players to play. They know why when you come from a foreign country, yeah. you're not coming here just to go to school and oh, study. Oh, no, no, no. They, they know you're preparing to try to get to the next level, and they want to help those kids do that. And, and look, I mean, you, you know, uh, and you just don't know what, when they're going to blossom because, I mean, you know, we, we kind of talked about that, kind of joked about it, but, but you know, years ago uh, – I'm unless my memory's totally off, but I'm pretty sure that, that Theo probably beat Graham McDowell in some of those tournaments when Graham McDowell was playing for, for UAB. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, you, you never quite know when, when these guys will kind of, you know, find their groove and, and hit their, you know, their stride. And, um, uh, you know, especially with the foreign players, I, th- I think it, it, you know, it's got to be a big adaptation to come to a, a different country, you know, and, and um, uh, just the, the culture and the every, everything else. Um, I've had a big long talk with uh, not only my son but uh, s- several of his backers who were are at the uh, the tournament this past weekend, and 
along with some other people that, that don't know anything about golf, but it, it's a different mindset. And uh, the conclusion we came up with is that these players, like I just said, are coming here for a specific reason, and that they've been preparing all their high school career to, to get out of their country mm-hmm. and, and, and come to the States and, and prep their game to, to make it on the PGA Tour. They don't want to go back home because, you know, that would be uh, a step down. They would have to, uh, you yeah. know, well, especially. Maybe, maybe the military for some, pe- some of them or maybe yeah. some other avenue that's not that desirable. So they're serious, you know. Yeah. Unlike a lot of the kids that are playing golf now yeah. in college, they're just, just going through free, the motions. Free scholarship. Free scholarship. Yeah. They, they socialize and have fun, and, and it's more that avenue than right. the seriousness of uh, playing golf and, and working real hard. And, and it's, a, you know, it's a mixed bag, Ted, obviously, because, you know, uh, and you're right. I mean, they, they, they have that focus, and, and especially with the state of the, the, the DP World Tour right now, it's just, you know, it's not a – real attractive tour um anymore so so yeah they want to make it on the pga tour for sure um and, and you're right about you know a lot of the the, the you know homegrown guys so, so to speak um and yet the foreign guys also present their own set of challenges as well just to try to prevent them from getting homesick you know uh yeah, you know kind of kind of kind of just uh, uh getting them used to the you know, life in the U.S. and and uh, some adapt more easily than others. Some, and and look, the ones that 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 do it, they obviously love it because they end up making their permanent residence here. You know, you don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember at one time, who was it that had? Uh, had they were kind of splitting time between England and here. Maybe it was Ernie. No, was probably Ernie Rory. Ellis. Yeah, well, and Ernie Els too. I think it was doing that from South Africa and um, South African here, and then. Um, Oh, man, uh, Lee Westwood was the one mm-hmm. I was trying to think of. And then, at, you know, at some point he moved to Florida. Now, I'm not sure what, what he's doing, what, you know, what, 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 what situation now. But, um, but yeah, you, you kind of still, you know, yearn for your home country, obviously. Um, but yet, you know, this is where you're making your living. So it's, it's a, a unique set of challenges. But uh, I think, you know, the one, number one thing is, is having uh, someone focused on – the task ahead of them and um yeah definitely. you know so hopefully that'll work out and and uh i tell you what I, I i'm definitely impressed with the direction the the cajun golf team is is, is heading in i think um i think know, there's uh, I think there's, there's a lot of optimism going into the winter because uh not only these transfers but how they finished and and the leadership they got from Eli Artigo, who is a Lafayette boy, but right. he's, he's made a big transformation and grown up a lot, along with freshman uh, Milan, who, who led the team and finished in the top ten in every tournament he played in from the get-go. So he played in five tournaments from the start and, and led not only led UL's team, but finished in the top ten in all five tournaments. So Man, That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, and then you get this boy, Dylan, coming in. The, the, the rest of the team's going to have to work hard if they want to be on that traveling yeah. squad, and uh, that's encouraging because that's what is needed. Plus the fact that uh, these two boys, these two foreigners, along with the other one from Austria who didn't get to play because something about academics. But, uh, you know, those three kids are going to push these re- rest of these local kids to uh, – to practice and work harder if they're really serious about, you know, putting on the on the golf course a winning team. And Artigo is uh, going to be what a, uh, a senior, a junior. junior. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, they they don't have. But Charlie Flynn's got to be a senior. Huh? Charlie Flynn might be. I'm not because sure. Because he was he was, 
I tell you why I'm thinking that because when I worked at the wetlands, um, he actually his cousin worked in the cardboard, and he would come out there and help with the junior, you know, league team at the wetlands. Charlie did. Mm-hmm. Um, him and um, oh man, who's the little the the little the guy, oh, man, his dad. Matt Weber. I mean, Matt, Matt Weber. Matt Weber, yeah, yeah. Matt Aber. So Matt Weber's still on the team too, right? Yes, yes. Okay, you so. You see, a lot of them got two. an extra year with that COVID. Oh, yeah, so that's right. So they may be juniors. Sure. Then. They're either juniors or seniors, though, for sure. I know they're not I mean, seniors this year. Okay. Uh, they, this, well, they coming, may be seniors this year. This coming year. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Okay, because I. Yeah, yeah, this coming September. Because I've, I've been gone from there for. Quite Man, a while, huh? Four years yeah. now, you know. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the COVID, I forgot about the COVID uh, extra eligibility. So, all right. Well, I had the pleasure box scoring, and we can talk a lot about this for the next couple of minutes. Uh, going to the 29th annual Louisiana Junior Cup matches up at Southern Trace in Shreveport. And, uh, man, I, w- I was so inspired by this man. The, the, the whole concept of this Junior Cup matches was a brain brainstorm of a guy named Bob Knighton. 28 years ago, he started this where the juniors teamed up, split the state in half, and, and half the team, you know, played against the other half. The man is 87 years old, and he's still running the event. And when I say running the event, he, he's a starter, the scorer. He goes out on the course, takes pictures of the players, and uh, it's just awe-inspiring to me that a man that age could have that much passion and love for these junior golfers it touched me tremendously. And so I sat down, and uh, well, he had lunch, and I was sitting there kind of qu- quizzing him and jotting down some notes uh, about this uh, Junior Cup match that he had the brainstorm of, of starting. So the first Cup match was played at Oakbourne right here in uh, Lafayette in 1994, and the second one was played at La Triumph in 1995. And uh, it's moved around the state from Shreveport, Monroe, Alex, New Orleans, Lake Charles, and, you know, the surrounding areas of, of Acadiana. And uh, now it's found a permanent home at Southern Trace as he secured that. But since its inception, Dennis Smith, we all know Dennis Smith with Pepsi, has been the title sponsor of the matches, providing uh, the youngsters with logoed golf bags with Pepsi and Junior Cup match on it and the date, along with caps and shirts and, and windbreakers. Wow. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's impressive. And uh, Mr. Knighton at, at 87 just really touched my heart. And uh, during our little talk, he said there were only three father-son combos that have played in the cup matches since its inception in oh, 1994. can I guess one of them? Go ahead. Theo and Drew Sliman. Yeah, they, they played in, well, Theodore played in 1995, and he played for three consecutive years. We don't know why he didn't play a senior year, but... Uh, he, uh, he seems to think that it conflicted with another tournament. But the other two was Mike Anderson and his son Walter and Cole Smith and his son Shep. And uh, guess who played? Can you guess who played in the most Louisiana Cup matches? Look, it started now in 1994. So think. Well. This guy played in four Louisiana Cup matches and is now a PGA Tour player and uh, ranked maybe third or fourth in the in the world oh um my boy lsu boy uh, sam burns sam burns yeah absolutely. man 90, yeah God, he I, played in all four of them uh, man he was man 90 he must have been young in 94 
I, I'm not, see, I don't know. Sam's still young to me. I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean. No, I, 94 I, was Theodore. It started in 94. Oh, so in other words, okay. da- thought, David Toms. I thought you get, said he played in, in No, no, okay. no. Okay, okay. <laughs> He'd be no, really no, no. old. That's what I'm saying. 28 plus. I was like trying to add. I was like, Sam Burns is young, man. He's like 26, you know. I, I was asking him if David Toms or, yeah, you know, yeah. Hal Sutton or, uh, you know, Mike Heinen, any of those Well, they were guys. kind of before that time. Uh-huh. Right. They, yeah. they, they, they didn't even participate in it. Because right. Because uh, I think Mike Heinen. And won in '94 on the PGA Tour, so it wasn't even started. Yeah, um, but uh, so but, the uh, results. Yeah, Sam Burns, yeah, man. Resu- results of the match. So let me ask you this though: mm-hmm. How they split the state? It's uh, crazy, like vertically it, or horizontally? It, uh, both and then <laughs> both. <in amongst. laughs> okay. One year Theodore was on the east side, another oh, okay. year he was on the west, and then one year he was on the north and <laughs> okay. the south. So, all right, I think they just take. So, right. I just want to make sure there's no Confederate wars. You know, <laughs> they, don't, they don't do north south. Okay, no. so they, like because I was trying to think geographically, where's that split? It's somewhere between Alexandria and Natchitoches. You know, yeah. somewhere in that, but. Also, when you down the middle, it's kind of tough too, you know. Yeah, Louisiana is not a symmetrical state. You no, know? It, it's easy, that, easier north and south. But then when you do yeah. that, you know, there's only Shreveport, oh, Monroe, yeah. and Alec. Yeah, whereas yeah. in the south, they have Lake Charles, Lafayette area, Baton Rouge, you, New Orleans. New Orleans, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a, more, a lot more popu- populous right. and stuff. Yeah, right. but uh, well, that's that's interesting. All right, the results for the tournament were. Let's start out with my grandson Drew on the West team. Uh, he, he didn't do so well. But uh, 18 boys on each side, and Drew ended up with uh, Adam Trajo as his partner. Of course, we just said Adam is a recent signee with the Cajuns. So uh, on Friday in the best ball, they won, and then they did nine holes best ball and then nine holes alternate. On the alternate shot, they lost. Then on Sunday, Drew bombed out tremendously. Shot 42 on the front nine, and uh, at one point was six down to Ashton Cruz, and ended up uh, three and two, uh, but uh, really a poor performance by Drew. He couldn't do anything right. So overall, the East won the four ball, seven and a half to one and a half. On the foursomes, which is alternate, the East won five to, to four. But then on the singles, the West won 13 to five, which gave the West an 18 and a half to 17 and a half. Cool. Win one, one shot. One so shot. who? Uh, what, what team was Drew on? The he was on the winning team, the West oh, team, okay. but uh, he didn't contribute. No, but to well, the, I mean, to the they, victory. That, they had that one. He made a half a point. Okay, <laughs> well, that's hey, you know, they <laughs> won by one point. So if they had lost that half, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe so. Um, so. But that man, it goes to show you how. I mean, it's obviously Ryder Cup style on a much lesser level. But man, what a comeback on the singles, huh? Really, absolutely. I mean, Thirteen to five, which was oof. totally incredible, you know. Um who so the, some the, of some who, of the feature matches. Who were the, cap- the captains? Do you know? Uh I don't know if they had captains. Oh. You know, uh probably Mr. Knighton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that man was incredible. I wonder Watch if he's related me. to um because there, there's a, a recreation complex called Willis Knighton Park, I think, in Shreveport or something. Um, I'm not even sure where he's from. Oh no, um, Willis Knighton is a hospital in Shreveport. That's what it is. I bet you, I'll bet you any money that's part of that family. I don't know. All right, so some of the notable matches: uh, Jay Mandel, who recently signed with the LSU, lost to Ethan Dial, uh, and then Ben Blanco plays out of La Triumph, beat Charlie Bell. And then Preston Gerard beat Maxwell McDonald, who is uh, the grandson of former 
LSU teammate of mine, Mickey McDonald, and then Cale Fontenot from Lafayette, who recently signed with Georgia Tech, split with James Hostclaw, and then, of course, Adam Trahan with the UL signee, split with Miller Davis. And all, what all this means is that all of these big signees uh, didn't fare so well against the younger players in uh, the future junior golf in, uh, in Louisiana looks promising. Their next tournament for the kids is going to be the Sam Burns Full Ball at Squire Creek in Chandra, February 25th and 26th. Now, I'm going to quiz you a little bit because this is local, local I, stuff. I don't have no, I'll, I'll bomb out, but go no, ahead. No, you, you're not going to bomb out I'll, at I'll, all. I'll you're not going to bomb out, but you're going to be surprised at, at, uh, at a few things. Out. We're talking about the oldest active Louisiana golf courses. And I'm sure, you know, in the New Orleans area, you could name a couple that, that are ranked one and two. So go ahead and give it a try. In the New Orleans area, City Park? Right. Okay. And, and the other um, one in, in New Orleans, that's the uh, oldest. Lakewood? No. No, no. Uh, Audubon. Audubon oh. Golf Club. But well, uh, I kind of thought that was the same thing. City Park's uh, out by the lake, and then Audubon's okay. downtown, more or less. Okay. But uh, Kirby's Park, New Orleans Country Club, Baton Rouge Country Club, Lake Charles Country Club. Some of the oldest golf courses, but this was the one that shocked me. Jennings Golf Club was <laughs> formed in 1920. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I was just, uh, I had time to peruse around and look through T Degree magazine, this uh-huh. other magazine, and I saw that and I said, wow, yeah. I would have never guessed Jennings of all the golf courses in our area, like yeah. Oakbourne and. 102 know. years old. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's still open. You know, that's what's interesting because um, they had definitely shut down. We used to go there every year, obviously, right. and uh, you, you remember that you were there that for the coldest match ever, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely uh, the coldest match ever. The coldest match ever played in the history of the United States of America, <laughs> not just in South Louisiana. There's never been a colder match ever played anywhere. <laughs> And I still remember riding in, uh, in I, I think I rode in your van, actually, over there. We I, might have. We my, all went my, together. My teammate was uh, uh, Don Rutherford and Stevie Robinson. <laughs> and I remember, man, I, I prepared. I had all the stuff in the world, the, the, the thermal underwear, that you know. <laughs> and I went by. The, the, that was a brand-new technology, hand warmers, you know, these little We had things. that this weekend. Oh, yeah, you know, put, put that in your, your shoes and in your, you know. And nothing prepared me for what we were about to experience. Yeah. We, when we stepped out your old, um, what kind of van was that? That, that was that, a, a Chevy van. Yeah, Chevy yeah. van. We stepped out that van, and that wind chill hit in Jennings, Louisiana. And let me tell you, it was already 20-something degrees. Um, but with the wind chill, I don't know what it was. It was minus, well, minus 40 or 50, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then, Ooh, boy, when, you can embellish. I huh? know when I tried to hit balls on the range. My, no, you didn't hit balls. No, I did actually. <laughs> I used to hit balls back then, and I mean, I I couldn't feel my hands already. You know, at that point. And then we get on the golf course, and um, I don't know what what hole it was on, but we it was a it was a par five, and you know, I was that's when I actually was pretty good, and and. We we actually you know hit a good tee shot, hit the second shot, got on the green, and we we walk you know I'm walking up to the green you know looking at the eagle putt or whatever I'm looking around I don't see my teammates anywhere. Don and Stevie it was kind of an elevated green. They were behind the green. They were huddled up behind the green <laughs> trying to to get stay warm, warm out of the wind. Warm, stay warm out of the wind, you know. And then I, I I distinctly remember and and this is a true story. We make the turn. And I'm like, man, you know, 
I got to get something warm. I don't drink coffee, you know, so ordered a hot chocolate and uh, getting the cart to go to 10 tea. I just took a swig of it because I couldn't feel anything at that point. And, and then I realized about five minutes later, I had just burned my esophagus because ah. it's just a searing pain came over. You know, yeah. it was just it was unbelievable how, how brutal that day was. Man. All right. Was, Great memories. But we got to clear a break and right, then we'll be right, back on right. the other side. OK. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Bayou Sports, 715 weekday mornings on the all-new K1075. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Why you wanna give me advice? Why just let me be? Marshall's head just the right amount of libation into his body. Welcome back. It's Kenny Rogers and Ralph Boxcar Bajero. Or Kenny Loggins. I don't know about Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Sounds like Kenny Rogers to me. We got to know when to hold them. When to hold them. When to fold them. They have volume. That's, on, Kenny, on Rod- that's Kenny Rogers. <laughs> I right. could just sing for 15 minutes. We're going to talk golf. I we promise you. We're not going to make you listen to Boxcar. All right. All right, this week had the Houston Open on the PGA Tour. Uh, Interestingly, the week before the Masters, but uh, with the... Uh, <laughs> well, the Masters is next week? Yeah, it could wow, be. You Thanksgiving. Know, wow, to- Tony just informed me that uh, <laughs> they're celebrating the uh, Dustin Johnson victory in November. Tomorrow, I think, is the anniversary of it on uh, Shots of the Day, or what, what, what do you call it, Tony? Uh Sports history of the day. Oh, that's just wonderful. And anyway, uh, the Houston Open is sponsored by Cadence Bank, and it was played at Memorial Park Golf Course, which was renovated by Tom Doak, and uh, he's a famous architect. The redesign is a Houston Municipal Golf Course, and for that reason, a bunch of great players. Now, that's the old um, Herman Memorial? 
I'm not sure. I'm it says Memorial Park. Because that's where Lee Trevino cut his teeth, if that's the same. Maybe No, so, that's San Antonio, huh? Yeah, that's he Dallas. Was a, oh, Dallas. Yeah. Okay, all right. You do best just to, you know, listen for a little Okay, while. I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> when I saw Memorial listen. Park, I was like, okay, so, yeah. Okay, so uh, former number one player Scotty Scheffler teed it up along with Sam Burns and Tony Finau, some of the top players, and Guess who won? Tony Finau. And you said, what, his fifth victory? Mark fifth Moore? victory. It's a pretty amazing stat. He, you know, that, the, the, the knock on T- Tony Finau, I mean, obviously a great player, but, but it was like, he, you know, he couldn't finish. And, and uh, he would uh, have a lot of 54-hole <clears throat> leads and, and, you know, just kind of blow it. But, um, but after winning only one time in 188 starts on tour, listen to this. Now, he's won four times in his past 30 starts and three out of the past seven. So that, you know, so my question to you at that, this point is, is that because that he suddenly has just found confidence, found his groove, whatever, or is it because we're kind of in that, you know, you, you look back at the last seven starts, a lot of the upper echelon players maybe aren't in those fields. Um, is it's it probably a combination of both, you know, I mean, uh, He's learning to uh, sleep on the lead. I read an article where he said it's difficult sleeping on the lead, you know. And uh, he, uh, he he had an eight-shot lead at one point, and then they asked him the question, uh, how, yeah. how, how did you play? He said, you know, I, it was a, it's a different game, you know. You begin to question yourself. You think, well, should I play conservative? Should I not? Should I attack? What should I do? Yeah. That's why you got to admire, you know, guys like, uh, like you know, like, man, I hate to – we have to always – bring up Tiger, but let's say Tiger, Jack, or whatever. When they had that, they put the pedal to the metal. It wasn't, I'm going to win. I'm, I have an eight-shot lead. Let me just hold on. No, I'm going to no, win by 16, no. you know. Ne- neither I'm of win them. By, yeah. Now, they played smart, both of them. But yeah, uh, yeah. But never, I, never like that. But, but not to say you start, you know, blocking it out and stuff because you get kind of get nervous or whatever. But, yeah, he ends up winning by four shots, which sounds like a lot. But that's half of eight, you know, so. Yeah, and he had eight, <laughs> I think, with nine holes to play or something. Yeah, you know? so. But his back-to-back wins, and uh, the last time a player had back-to-back wins was uh, Tony Finau uh, about four years ago, I think, three oh. or four years ago. So uh, he has a chance to do back-to-back wins again this, this week at the RSM Classic, which is St. Simon Island at Sea Island Resort. Davis Love the third, uh, And um, – they got a lot of old, older major winners in the field, but it's not a strong field like you were just alluding to. Yeah. You know? Of course, yeah, Davis Love, you look, mentioned him, but along with Stuart Singh, Jason Day, Jason Duff, Zach Johnson, you uh, know, and, and a few others that well, I, are older. Right, I haven't heard winners. anybody on that list who can beat Tony Finau. <laughs> not, not right now. No. You know, no, no. Yeah. All right, on the Champions Tour, the season-long Charles Schwab Cup ended. Uh in Phoenix Country Club in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, there are two tournaments in one, just like on the PGA Tour, where they award the uh, the points, you know, the points system for the whole year, and only two players had a chance to win, Steve Alker and Patrick Harrington, and uh, it, it was a funny combination where if uh, Harrington won, Alker had to finish in the top five, and that's the exact scenario that happened. Padraig Harrington ended up winning, and Steve Alker uh, finished third. Uh, and, and it's hard to believe that only 15 months ago, he, was, he had no status on the Champions Tour. So uh, in 15 months, that's a year and a few months, he, uh, he, he gained a heck of a lot, which you can imagine. 
from the bottom to the top. So uh, he won four times, uh, 13 top tens, and then uh, on the PGA Tour, he never did anything at all, hardly. 86 starts, he had no top tens and 47 missed cuts. My goodness. And then on the European Tour, he tried that. He had one top ten and 42 missed cuts. So uh, this guy came from literally nowhere to be on top of the Champions Tour. And um, his scoring average was 68.2 this year in 75 rounds. And he had such a big lead that, like I said, the fi- t- all he had to do was finish the tournament, basically, in- unless Padraig won. And Padraig did win by seven shots and uh, over Alex Checker. And uh, he set a record. That's another blast from the past. There. Alex Checker, yeah. yeah. He shot 27 under par, Padraig did. Wow. 257 in the fourth this fourth time he wins this year, and that ties Al- Al- Alker for four wins. Well, Alker, um, you know, I, I remember watching him in a um, – I don't know what tour it was back then, but but I don't know. Corn Ferry Corn, It wasn't Corn Ferry. Was oh, back you mean at LT. Yeah, Ben Hogan yeah. or Web.com oh, yeah. or whatever, a little redheaded guy. Um, and uh, But he could bomb it a mile now, I'm telling you. He so, so my question to you, ask me that question. You know, how, how does a guy do with Tony Finau? How does no a guy I, do with this guy? Did? No idea. I, the senior tour has been the biggest enigma to me in golf because, you know, and this goes back to its inception, really, when you got had guys like uh, Alan Doyle and, um, you know, just, you know. Now you had Harold, Harold Irwin, who had a nice PGA Tour career. You know, I wouldn't say – no, Hall, he won Hall a major. Of, yeah, you know, so. not sure about Hall of Fame, but no, but you know, but, but nice, you know. But then you know, just co- couldn't lose on the on the senior tour, you know. And then you had um, guys that came out of nowhere, like this Alan Dahl guy, who looked like his swing was a hockey swing, and um, and, and and just so many of them, and that and yet you had guys like Jack Nicholas who <laughs> couldn't do anything on the senior tour, basically, right. basically you know? He, he I mean, it's flop. like. Yeah, yeah, it's like to me. To, to me, their their thing was like, oh, this is a, this is a you know, it's it, they lost that competitive juice. Something, you know, when and, they and got there. And these guys just automatically found it, I guess, at a, at an age, you know, fifty plus. And the guy but, that I thought was going, I mean, I absolutely thought he when he gets on the senior tour, he'll win every week. Was VJ Singh mm-hmm. because he was still playing so well on the PGA tour and he hitting it so far. And I said on these senior courses, oh my God, he's gonna tear it up. Didn't. I don't know if he ever won on the senior tour. Guys that surprised me were Tom Kite and Brent, Ben Crenshaw way back in the day. They were the star players, mm-hmm. you know, for, for coming out of Texas. And then on the PGA Tour, they won instantly. Yeah. And, and also Tom Watson, my hero. I mean, he never did anything on the senior tour Mm-mm. to speak of. It's, 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 it's just – so, you know, how to explain it, I don't – I yeah. really don't know, you know. I mean, um, it, you know, it is a different – type of golf course so you know it, it's shorter for it's sure. shorter you know yeah and then, and then um, how do you explain this bernhard langer 65 years old last oh, week yeah. <laughs> the du- last week the dude beat his own record he beat his own record and then and then he went he's got 44 wins and he only needs one more to to tie Hale Irvin, the guy you just mentioned mm-hmm. how 65 years old, how does he compete with a 51 or 2 or 3? Well, yeah, that, that blows my mind because I know me trying to play against somebody. I'm 72 trying to play against somebody 60 years old is almost impossible. I can't, I can't if somebody of equal yeah. you know, ability, I, yeah. I can't compete. Well, he, he's just an enigma. I mean, um, I, I, 
I'm not sure he's 65. I'd have to, you know, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he was 64 when he set the record. Yeah. Now he's 65. He beat his own well, record. That, that's he's what, the oldest player. That's what he says he is. <laughs> but, I mean, we, we have never checked. You mean the, steroids makes your age go backwards? No, we've never really seen a birth certificate for Bernhard Langer is all I'm saying. You know, I, I, I would have to see that before I definitively would say. I know he's married to a girl from Louisiana that mm-hmm. tends to make you a little bit younger. Um, <laughs> you know, the gumbo and jambalaya and red beans, you know, kind of gives you a little more juice. So he's probably a 65-year-old playing in a 55-year-old Louisiana body. He's but, no, he, does, he stays in great shape, honestly. That's, something. that's part I mean, of the reason. He, he's an enigma for sure. For 15 years, he's been on the tour since 27, yeah. 2007, and he's won every year on the tour. No, he, he, he's yeah, still like I mean, – and I'm, I'm not trying to be – Trying to be funny, obviously, at some, but 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 he does. He he takes care of his body, and and he's he's kind of like a you know a little bit lesser version of a Gary player, you know that mm-hmm. he just um, is yeah. is ageless. You know he's timeless, man. He's won two Masters when he was on the PGA Tour, and he didn't win hardly at all though on the PGA Tour. No, he won forty two times on the European Tour where he played most of his golf. Well, yeah, he, he played most. And of the time. And another thing, he's a a Christian, a Catholic Christian, so uh, we gotta love him for that. No, a lot of things to like about him for mm-hmm. sure, and um, you know, seems to be a humble guy as well. All right, well that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, don't forget, coming up after this, if you like sports, continue with the CHS Coaches Show with uh, Tony Landry, the voice of the Panthers. We'll be interviewing Coach Scott Watney. I didn't say Skip this time. Scott Watney. <laughs> I just Skip was a, a, was a classmate of mine, and just like Kenny Rogers and Ken Logan, <laughs> I get them confused. Hey, you know? that's that's okay, man. It's, it's all good. It's yeah. all in the family. It's we all, all we all go back eventually to Adam and Eve, you know. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more sports right after the news. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Energy bills from month to month can be a real roller coaster. Yeah, it's time to get off that ride and sign up for budget billing from Cleco. Cleco's budget billing can help you stay on track by smoothing out your energy bills so you can avoid the ups and downs month after month. To better budget your billing and avoid the sudden spikes and surprises in your energy bills, call 800 622 6537 and sign up today. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? 
He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. 